Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Strong Off Life. It's your boy Serge. It's your boy Jasani. What's up? Alrighty, man. What we got? What we got for the listeners today, man? Today, 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 today we're gonna talk a little bit about the um the procrastination. Why we haven't been doing this? Well, that's one of the things. Yes. So for those of you guys that don't know, um, Serge is a co-owner of Concrete Jungle Strength and Conditioning. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We have um, begun the outside workouts or outdoor workouts. So if you want any more information on that, you go ahead to the Concrete Jungle Instagram page and click the link in the bio if you want to sign up to work out and uh, get working. Instagram page is at Concrete Jungle Bronx. You know, it's $20 a class. There's different class pack options. Um, if you have the time to come out in the evenings, there's different times available. So find what works for you. Come out. Let's get right. So that's why we haven't been as active with the um, podcast and posting on the um, podcast Instagram. But we back and better than ever. So today we're going to talk a little bit. We're gonna talk, yeah, we'll talk about two things today. We'll talk a little bit about Pop Smoke. Um, for those of you that don't know him, he is a rapper from out of um, Canarsie, Brooklyn. So we're going to talk a, bit, a little bit about him. And today's main topic of the day, we're going to talk about knowing your why, your purpose, your reason, all that good stuff. So uh, stay tuned. When did you first hear about Pop Smoke? Um, let's see. Future is my favorite rapper, obviously. But, you know, sometimes I'll occasionally listen to uh, different rappers. But Pop Smoke, I heard I heard him like a while ago. Mm-hmm. My sister would, would play a Welcome to the Party. Yeah. But I didn't know Welcome to the Party. I didn't know what Welcome to the Party was. I just heard the beat and I was like, okay, this, this is kind of crazy. Then I would hear him rap. Like, nah, this is garbage. I'm not listening to this. It's like, Welcome to the Party. Like, I couldn't even understand what he was saying. It was just so aggressive. So I'm like, you know, it, it sounds like it could be nice. But, you know, at the time I wasn't really feeling him. I wasn't really into it. And my sister was trying to put me on. She's like, no, you will like him. This is kind of like good for your workouts. You know, you'll feel aggressive. I'm like, nah, I'm okay. I don't really listen to Pop Smoke like that. But then, I don't know, it was one time last summer when I guess he dropped his first uh, mixtape, Meet the Woo. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I I forgot who. Somebody was saying, yo, you should listen to Pop Smoke. And I was like, like, I don't like Pop Smoke. Like, I I don't really want to listen to that right now. Then I was like, you know what, whatever. So I put on Welcome to the Party, and then I actually gave it a good listen. Then I started feeling the vibes, and I was like, hey, okay. okay, that I, could, I, could, I could, I could feel it. Because before you would hear the beat, but if you're not listening to it, it like in your headphones or like where you're actually paying attention to it, you won't really get it. Like if you hear a car passing by, you're like, okay, it's that song that I keep hearing, but I don't know what it is. Like people heard of him before. Yeah. It's just it wasn't as popular until it always got played. It got played. And I'll just listen to other tracks, and I was like, okay, I could really listen to this guy. If I, like, you know, it was a lot of passion, a lot of aggression. And I was like, yeah, I could, I could use this to fuel my training. Nah, it's a fact. Yeah, so how'd you, how'd you get into Pop Smoke? It's like um, more of your generation anyways. I remember, I remember it vividly. I was in the car with two of my friends, David and Fred, and um, he put on Money, Power, Respect, NPR. Oh, yes. That's what, I need that's that Money, like, that Power, Respect. Yeah, that, I need that. that. And I was like... When he put that on, I was like, "Who the hell is Pop Smoke?" Like, yeah. first of all, I was like, I never heard no rapper with a name like that. Yeah, Pop, Pop Smoke. Smoke. It was like that was that was kind of different. So after he, he put on NPR, I was that's when I first heard of him. But I didn't really start listening to him listening to him until Meet the Woo came out, mm-hmm. and I listened to all those tracks. And those tracks like they go hard. Yeah. They go they they go they go dumb. Not gonna lie, even Meet the Woo too. Though, I feel like 
both those mixtapes kind of and he his music is just like anthems yeah. like at, like at any party regardless regardless like regardless of what the vibe is at the party you put on some pop smoke everybody's singing it especially in new york yeah, so if you put on dior everybody everybody's heard dior yeah you know so once once dior comes on everybody know what time it is and even now like after he dropped um shoot for the stars aim for the moon um the woo with yeah. 50 cent and um roddy rich you hear yeah, that everywhere yeah, you hear like, that oh, you hear that on every Hot every radio station every day. yeah so so he um he went major man and um rest in peace to that man like the crazy part is, like, bro was only twenty. He didn't even touch twenty one yet. He just he was supposed he, to. Turn he, yeah, he he was turning twenty. His this his birthday, his twenty first birthday would have passed this. Yeah. This um, I think what we yeah July last Monday. Yeah. So um, rest in peace, rest in power to that man for real, for real. Especially since he was a, he was just a, a local kid that that went global. Yeah. It's 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 rare you find it's rare you find Brooklyn not Brooklyn artists. But it's rare, it's rare you find New York artists that go global like that because we have a, there's a couple New York artists that's really really putting on for the city, mm-hmm. but for him to really blow like that at the rate he did, it was crazy. It was something. It was it was amazing to to witness him and, and be a little bit. Like I remember like I seen him from that NPR like just being in the floss. Excuse me, being in Canarsie and just being that that hood rapper to being global to doing tracks with Future Roddy and. Yeah. DeVito, Burner Boy, so that's kind of crazy to see. He had a lot of see. potential. He had, he had the utmost. He had he he shot for the stars and aimed for the, aimed for the moon, mm-hmm. and he was literally he was gonna go places. But um, his legacy will live on forever, for sure. It's like, like, to me, Pop Smoke is he's like energy. You know? Yeah, it's like yeah, he's a gangbanger or whatever the situation may be. But you know, it's it's the energy. You know, when you when you hear his music. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of mood you're in. It's like you're gonna feel it. You you turned up. You know, it's like once you you could hear, uh, what's that song? Meet the Woo. Yeah. And it's like you feel like dancing, but then the next trap comes on and you hear Hawkem and you're like, oh, I feel like a gangster. Yeah. You know, you just feel like like you solid. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going for something. And then you will listen to a Meet the Woo too, and then some tracks you just feel like it's it's just ratchet. Like you listen to Get Back. And it's like, at the beginning, you don't even know the lyrics. All you hear is, bro, you're going to get that, get that, get that, get that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to do that. What is he doing? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you just listen to him for the energy. You know, I think we play him way too much. Like, I feel like you can't, you can't sit still without, you know, just like sputting out a pop smoke lyric. You really for can't. For you real. really can't. Nah, for real. The other day, what was I saying the other day? Um... When we were in, we were in the U-Haul store, and yeah. what, what did I say? Um, I don't know, but it was some. It was back some, out, rushing, rushing, rushing <laughs> for nothing. Yeah, oh, like you just be sitting down, you just sit down, next, you know, like you just in. I need that money, that power, respect. What? What am I saying? She wanna do. I tell her, ooh. People wanna for me. I feel like yeah. everyone that works out with us, like, damn, all they play is pop smoke. I'm tired of this. Literally, nah. But his R- even even his R and B tracks, like the ones on um on the deluxe version of Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, yeah. they were fire. I really I really banged with the R and B. Like he could have really kind of um if he wanted to go into that lane and do more do more of that. He could have he could have really did that. And yeah, um, I, know. I mean I I like that. I'm not really. Like into but, like R and B, yeah. You, you, but I was I was letting it rock, you know. I was letting it flow, like like it's like 
the way his his um album was laid out where you can it starts off with you know the pop smoke and then you start hearing tracks that you wouldn't expect from him yeah you know um or something special you yeah know, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect that you know what you know about love yeah it's like you hear tracks like that and i like originally or before i would just skip tracks like that i'm like nah it's not the mood i'm in it's not the vibes but then you listen it's like oh okay like i, c- I could listen to this you know yep but yeah like he had he had a lot of talent you know he but he had potential to to really be an artist and not just a not just a, a rapper, rapper N- you know? not just a brooklyn drill rapper neither he it's had like he was an artist like you listen to other rappers like let's just say another big name as well Fabio Foreign yeah like you listen to him rap and it's like they 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 made a meme where um, you, you remember like the little boppets, like the yeah, bop yeah, it, yeah, twist yeah. it, pull it. Yeah. They put his face. <laughs> they put Bobby's face on the on the. They said this how Bobby rap. He does. He he just says two words: revenge, vendetta. A a a. Bro, you getting paid to say four lines? All right, great. Nah, but you can't knock his hustle, bro. I mean, it, it works. You know? Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But rest in power to that man, for real. The yeah. um. He was he was on his way to do some great things. He did, he still did some great things in, in his short his short lived career, but he um gone too soon. Definitely too soon. All right, so today we're gonna talk a little bit about knowing your why. Knowing your why is like what what wakes you up in the morning. Yes, it's like what drives you. What pick what pi- what's your pickup? You know what what's gets you out of the up? bed. Yeah, it's like like why do you choose to wake up at five a.m. like. No one ha- like you don't have to unless you're obligated to because of work. But if you don't even have that, that you have a why of going yeah, to work. Exactly. You like every 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 action has a reason for it. And so whatever whatever your your way of moving, like essentially your why is what drives you. It's like why 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 are we creating this podcast? We already answered that in the previous episodes, but it's like everything that you feel like will be impactful it's like the why behind it is more powerful to you and that kind of drives you to continue doing everything that you're doing it's just about having a a reason for it like the reason many people get out their beds every day is cuz to provide for their families yeah or if not to provide for their families provide for themselves and their significant others so it's like once you find your reason and you find for those of you that can hear that, um, there's construction going on near the gym. Uh, the Mott Haven, South Bronx area is getting gentrified. Yeah. So there's some buildings coming up. So if you if you hear this, if you hear the rumbling, it's it's not us. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk a little louder though. Stomach. I'm a little hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but knowing your why is, I feel like it's t- attached to ha- like your purpose in life. So like. Knowing your why and just your purpose in terms of life. Um, usually we we give a quote at the end of the at the end of the episode, but I wanna give this quote to kind of um I wanna give it now. Okay. The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. Pablo Picasso. Run that back again what you said? The meaning of life uh-huh. is to find your gift. Of course. The purpose of life is to give it away. Yeah, that's Pablo Picasso. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That So it's like you go through this journey of every day. Like we all know what or not that we all know. 
because a gift can, a gift can also be like a passion, like uh, like a passion of yours is singing or or dancing or doing some type of art. But the purpose of life is to give that away and to share it with others and create and stuff like that. So it's about it's like what we've been talking about is essentially, you know, um, what's that? Passing it on. Yeah, paying it forward, being paying prolific. Forward. So everything, every, whatever your talent is, you know, you essentially, it's, it's your gift to life. You you pay it forward, you teach others, and you inspire them to, to be great. That's, that's really what it's about. Like, you know, what's that quote again? Say that quote one more time. <laughs> the meaning of life mm-hmm. is to find your gift. Mm-hmm. The purpose of life is to give it away. Correct. It's like when people... Like, let's just use going to school, for instance. You go to school, and you, you, you're trying to get a degree. You're trying to figure out what you're going to do in life. But you're, you're trying to figure it out, you know? You're trying to figure out what your gift is. You're trying to figure out what you're good at. So that way, you can enjoy your journey, and you can enjoy what what your outcome is of it. You can enjoy, essentially, your job, your duty. You want to enjoy that. You don't want to have Feel it like miserably, you yeah. know? So, yeah. So, basically, it's just like having... Having uh, whatever your talents is and just letting it shine on the world. It's like when you when you when you leave this earth, what do you want to be remembered for? Mm-hmm. Like even if even if you just impact, even if like your, your impact can be as small as one person, it doesn't have yeah. to. You don't have to be an influencer in terms of like multiple people, but just you want to leave here knowing you left some type of mark. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like every everybody's an influence, you know, and some you don't have to be an influence like oh, I have a million followers. Yeah. But everyone's an influencer in one way or the other, you know, like someone someone out there or someone close to you. Everybody has someone that looks up to someone in one facet or the other, you know. So essentially, everybody has a gift. You just need to figure out how you can, you know, have the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, just about finding those talents. Like, we all know where we're talented at, so it's just about finding it. And th- But the thing is about, like, the world, not the world, the thing is about life is that as you get older, you start to, because because you, you start, you, you're told that, like, those talents or those passions of yours is not going to be realistic in terms of, like, living and creating a sustainable life and stuff like that. So people start to, like, shut down on, their, crea- their creative side of what they actually like to do. Like, when I was younger, I wanted to, like, draw and do art and stuff like that. But then yeah. I realized, like, I, not that I realized artists don't make no money, but I realized that that's not something that I could live and sustain myself off of, like, for the long run. So it's like I kind of just, like, all that stuff that I wanted to do at one point, I just kind of, like, put on the back burner and kind of joined the workforce and just did retail and stuff like that. And, and, and that's I the didn't, problem. I didn't really, f- I didn't really water what my passions were or my, exactly. or my talents were. So it's about, yeah, it's and about making sure that you don't neglect them. That's the problem with society. Because look at that. You said you wanted to be an artist, right? You, you like drawing. Yeah. And in your head, you're thinking, well, I can't make any income. I can't, you know, sustain a living from being an artist. Yeah. Which isn't true because it's different. There's different, you know, aspects to art. Like, you're saying, oh, man, I'm not going to make any money from drawing. You could have been a, a, a web designer. Yeah. You could have gotten to tech. Yep. You could have just used your artistic skills to design content. You could have you could have made a, a hefty living just off of that. You if know? I was to follow what yeah. I actually wanted it to doesn't, do. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like, oh, you're a painter, you mean, or like 
of graffiti artists where you have to be really, really talented to the point where people are willing to pay for that, that art, you know? But at the same time, it's like, like whatever your dreams are, whatever you're really into, just, just doing it will get you far. You know, you feed the energy into what you want it to be. If you, you didn't water it down, you didn't let it grow. Essentially, you just gave up on it. You let that plant that was growing die. Yeah. You didn't know what kind of plant it could have been. Yeah. You just thought I wasn't going to make anything out of it. I never thought I was going to make anything out of working out. (laughs) And then here I am today. Yeah. You know, all I did was, hey, I'm just going to go to the gym every day. This is what I like to do. And I took it from going to the gym every day to, all right, now I have a gym where I have others coming to the gym every day because they're coming to me for the knowledge. Yeah. You know, so I didn't just let my dreams go from, okay, I'm not going to make any money from this workout thing. Now it's like, oh, okay, well, I can make some money from this. And it doesn't feel like work because I've been doing this my whole life. Mm-hmm. So literally, I just kept my dream. And it's not like I was like, hey, I'm going to do everything I can to get here. It's just I just kept I just kept feeding and en- I just kept feeding the energy into my passion. And, you know, when you when you feed that energy, that energy comes back. Yeah. And that's like the first two steps of figuring out your um your purpose. You acknowledge what your talents are, what you like to do, and then you acknowledge also what you're passionate about. And sometimes sometimes what you're talented at and what your passions may not be the same thing. Like I'm passionate about music, but that doesn't mean that I'm talented and can create um songs and whatnot. But that's the first two steps. The next step into figuring out your purpose, figuring out your why, is skills and your expertise, right? So if you're not working on your talents or, or on your passions, they're as good as nothing because you're not working at them. If you're not working at them to get better or learn from it, then you're never going to grow as a person or individual, and that aspect of your life will never grow as well. Yeah. So can you talk to a little? Can you talk to a little bit about like so? All right. So you understood that you were talented in terms of you were strong. Mm-hmm. You were passionate about being in the gym. Mm-hmm. How did you start to work on your skills and expertise in the gym, or what did you do to to make it come full circle for you? Well, I think I've been working on this since my teenage years, when I was part of my track and field team. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't we didn't really have a a school gym. It was more like an open space area. And like a multi-purpose room type of thing? Not really. It was it was considered the gym, but it wasn't a gym. It was just like space. You oh, know? Okay. They wouldn't use it for anything else. It was just be like this space is, in this the is building, like our, our recreation space. Just yeah. stand and you have an hour to chill out. Yeah. We had a pull-up bar section and we had a bench press section, and a volleyball side, and that was pretty much it. No basketball hoop, no nothing. It was bare bones. Mm-hmm. And this is the same school where you know i'm running track and field and i we don't have any equipment to make ourselves bigger stronger or just faster individuals to you know be great at the sport and so fortunately for me um my parents got me into the recreational centers uh st john's recreation in crown heights brooklyn and i'll be i was there since a youngin so i knew i had access to that facility and i knew i had access to the weights and the the equipment there to at least help me get better and when you're like well 14 to 16 years old it's free yeah so what i did was i would just research and just spend my nights researching before bed what i can do to become a stronger individual what i can do to become faster what i can do to improve myself and my teammates 
And so I grew that passion and wanted to become stronger. I grew that passion and wanted to become fitter and a better athlete. And so from there, all that knowledge I did, I kind of tied it into, all right, let me teach this to my teammates. Let's see if they can they can believe in me and let's see if they, they see that I'm capable of leading the team and getting us stronger. My coaches took a liking to that and they made me the captain. Mm-hmm. And from there, I was like, all right, I have some responsibilities. They're like, oh, yeah, if you want to come up with workouts. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, like, this is what I've been researching. But back then, you, you like you need a coach. And my coach is trying to make me coach. <laughs> I'm like, this, this, this is not going to work out, you know. But I, that experience kind of opened my eyes to, OK, look, I have the ability to learn these things and I have the ability to kind of teach these things. So now how do I, you know, evolve that? Then I kind of got a little lazy with it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play basketball. When I was playing basketball, you have a strength and conditioning coach. So I was like, well, uh, I got this AAU facility that I could work out in. I'm good. Yeah. You don't need nothing more. I don't got to worry about anything. So, yeah, I was just basically applying everything that I learned. I was essentially doing the role that I'm doing now at just an early age without knowing that it was a role that I was looking for. You know? Yeah. Like I was. You're I doing was, it like you've done it before. Exactly. I was basically coaching and I, I got a, a, a liking to it. I was like, you know what? I can actually do this. But thing is, I'm not I'm not a people person like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what? I can do this with like my inner circle. I can't do this on a larger scale. Yeah. So that, that was kind of giving myself like some self-doubt because now I'm capable of doing whatever. Mm-hmm. So I took it from. All right. I can train my teammates. And then from there, as I got older, those same teammates, they were telling me, hey, I think you could get into becoming a, a personal trainer. Mm. And at that time, I was against it. I was like, no, I don't want to be a personal trainer. I'm not really doing this for money. I'm doing this for myself. I want to become a better athlete. I want to make it far in a sport. Yeah. I wanted to make a living off a of sport. That's r- it's, re- it's really good that you say that because the next step is, is talking about your values. Yeah. But keep going with you going. Yeah. And so I was doing it for my selfish reason of I want to get better and I want to get my teammates better. So I'm going to invest that knowledge in myself so that I can teach everyone else. And if I got my team strong and if, if I got my, if you're only as good as your weakest link, right? So if I'm trying to move, like I'm the best athlete, I need all my teammates to move. Like we're the best athletes. And so from a younger age, I, I knew that. So when they told me, Hey, you know, you could probably be a personal trainer. I was like, you know what? I'll take it. You know, I'll make some money off of it. I uh, looked into certifications. I started applying to some certifications. Later on, I got into my NASM, and then I got some opportunities to shadow certain gyms and facilities. And then here I am today. But from an early age, I knew that, you know, it started off for a selfish reason of trying to make myself better. And it's evolved to I'm not worried about making myself better. I'm worried about making everyone around me better. Yep. So, yeah, like, it, it's just an evolution, always evolving, you know? And that ties in perfectly with what the, like, it's kind of like a, a full circle thing. Um, it talks about your values. Mm-hmm. Like, you wanted to become better. Yeah. But eventually your values shifted from being, like you said, being some self, a selfish reasoning yeah. to wanting to build a team. And that's essentially what you, like, you have now with – yeah co-owning a gym yeah it is like you and v like you guys you guys your foundation the foundation of this gym is literally building people up yeah to being what they never thought they could possibly be yeah 
in a million like I, it's I'm, like I I see. I, I see the potential in everyone before they see the potential in themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. It's like when I took you from just, oh, yeah, just just do the workouts. And I was like, no, no, no. This kid is going to be somebody great. I just need to guide him to that path because I see a little bit of myself in him. If I can guide him towards the right direction, then boom, he's going to make it. Yeah. But if I let him continue doing what he's doing, then it's going to take the process is going to take a little bit longer and it might be a little too late by the time he realizes so, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I see in, in everybody that trains with me. It's like if you're working out, it's not a matter of, oh, I see this person lift this amount of weight or, oh, yeah, this person goes hard in the workout. It, it's, it's, that doesn't really impress me. What impressed me is the work ethic. What impresses me is, damn, this person went from not being able to even learn how to, let's say, squat. And now this person went from not being able to learn, not being able to squat learned how to squat and what impresses me the most is that same individual is teaching the newcomers hey fix this because this is what i used to do wrong and this is what i'm doing right i think this might it's like i'm creating mini coaches yeah you know it's like every person that i train has the ability to be a trainer now granted they retain the information and everything that i'm teaching they actually pay attention yeah Yeah. but it's like like let's say i have a class of like 25 people and we're all handling barbells like after I go through the whole group warm up and go over technique and everything, not everyone can retain all that information within the first 15 minutes. Yeah. But if you're working with someone like let's say you're working with a newcomer, you're you're intelligent enough to know. All right. We're all squatting today. Let's say we're doing a barbell back squat. You know. All right. There are just little things that should be right for it to work. Like let's say somebody's squatting and they're all on their toes. You instantly know. Hey, you shouldn't be all on your toes. You should have your whole foot connected to the ground. Yeah. And you're able to relay that message. I don't have to tell you to tell him that, but you know because heels I taught and, you that. Heels and big toe. Heels yeah, and big toe. Exactly. Whole foot connected. So it's just I have I feel like I have the ability to influence the masses by getting the masses to influence others and that's just pretty much and just keep on trickling yeah. and trickling it's down. It's like I'm just here I'm like all right, information, eat it. Okay, share this information. Okay, share what I shared. Okay, share what I shared what I shared. And now everyone's like Sharing what you sharing, what you sharing, what you sharing. We're we're winning. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's like I'm not doing this for myself. It's a team thing. It's no iron team. Exactly. Like also that situation where it was six of us competing that weekend in that powerlifting meet. Yeah. And out of the six, what? It was Rodney, Shelly, Roe, Roe, and Katya. Yeah. First time competing. Edgar. Edgar, Oh, those those, those are the first timers. Yeah. Yeah. Edgar, Edgar and I competed before. It was their first time competing. And we apologize. Just, just, just talk a little louder. We, we apologize for the, the drilling next door. It was their first time competing, and they weren't even expecting to, to podium. Yeah. They weren't even expecting to place. They were just expecting to have a good time. We're a singlet, and let's see what we can do. And my, my challenge to myself was, oh, no, I know I'm competing this weekend too, but it's not about me right now. I'm going to win if I get all of them to win. If I can get all of them to at least get a medal, I won. It doesn't matter what I get. What I get is what I get. I know how to push myself. But if I can push them and make them win, then I am truly the winner. Yeah. You know? And what, what happened? Every Everyone from our squad that competed all got a medal. Edgar got gold. Rodney got silver right after him. Shelly got gold. Kati got silver right after her. Ro got gold. I came in the next day tired, fatigued. 
But I was like, you know what? Like, I can't, I can't show up and embarrass my team. Yeah, no. I wasn't even thinking about, oh yeah, I got to do this for me. I was doing it like, damn, I got everyone, I got everyone else to get a medal. Nah, I, I can't come here, and just embarrass myself. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna embarrass them. I'm gonna get a medal too. And what happened? I didn't get first. I got silver. Yeah, I take it. Because it was because that 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 Thor, the origin looking mom, bro. He pulled. They got me going after some guy looking like half Thor. Bro, he nah. He pulled. He when he pulled seven hundred. I sat down. I was like, all right, good good money. I'll take that. that. (laughs) You said I got second place. Thank you. (laughs) I'll take that. You said (laughs) I wasn't even thinking about getting a medal today. You said I'm gonna get. Oh, you gonna give me second? I'll take that. Bro pulled seven hundred, and honestly, that meat was my worst meat too. So, you know, I gotta throw that in there. Oh, it man. was numbers wise, but at the same time, it was like my mindset. It, it was, wasn't. It was a little me. different because yeah. before, I'm pretty sure that what that was your third. That was your third third that competition. My, that was my third meet. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that first and second, you wasn't thinking about nothing about nobody else. Oh no, the first and the first and second meet, I was just worried about myself. Yeah, the first meet, I got into nationals. Yeah. So I, I, my mindset, my second meet was I got into nationals the first time. The second time, I'm gonna prove to everyone I deserve nationals. Yeah, and then the third time it was. Well, I signed up for it. <laughs> I signed up for it. You know, it's, it's not a matter. I, I got to get my money's worth. You, you came for the team that day. Yeah, exactly. I signed you, up for it. That's why you, I'm competing. You were a coach. You were a, you were a coach yeah. competing. I was, I'm coach first. Yeah. Before, I was athlete first, coach second. Now, I'm more coach first. Like, And even because still now, you still are a little bit. Yeah. I, like, I'm not pushing myself the same way because that's. The only reason you're even still ath- athletically inclined or even want to be because of me. Yeah, pretty much. If it wasn't for you, I'd probably be sitting on my ass. <laughs> I come in, a little, do some strict press today, go home. But nah, yeah, it's it's like I'm not I'm not worried about myself anymore. I've I've done what I need to do, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm still young, and yeah, I have the ability to continue competing, and I have the ability to be someone great in any sport that I, I choose to be in. But it's more exciting to me when I can get someone who had like like this, the the least expected person. To, to even think of competing in a sport, get them to compete in a sport and actually place in a sport, come on. It's a pretty good feeling. Like, whenever. Especially I, as a coach. Hell yeah. It's like, like when, when they got that medal, I got that medal. Mm-hmm. It's not, come on. Like, I'm winning. It's all about your values, man. Exactly. And um, based off of this, whatever, whatever it is that you're passionate about or you feel like you're talented about, you take those talents and those passions, you apply it to how can I work on that? Yeah. How can I build on that? Yeah. What can what can I get out of that? Yeah. And then from there, just making sure not making sure your values. Just have your value should be I wanna share this with the world or I wanna impact someone else or just you should always want to do 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 stuff for others as people have done for you. Yeah. And and that's just how we're gonna get stronger together as people. Of course, we gotta, as a, we as gotta a nation. stay united. Yeah, you you can't think about yourself. You gotta think about my army, my team. I'm 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 team first. You know, it's like what what like if I'm the only person eating in my team. How good is how good is your we team? We don't even really? have a team. You know, but if I'm the last person eating, but the reason I'm eating is because other people winning for me, bro. You tell me I'm eating for free. Come on, I'm gonna eat that for free. Why? Why do I have to kill myself to eat when I can train everyone else to get the bread for me? Yeah. Think about that. No, seriously, you, you, you as a listener, think about what I just said. <laughs> think about that. Why do I have to slave to get this bread when I can teach everyone else to get this bread for me? 
think about that. I just fucking blew your mind. Capitalism. Nah, stop. <laughs> but for real. <laughs> and um, that's just a little bit about knowing your why and how to apply it to, to your everyday everyday stuff. So, yeah. All right. Before we end this episode, um, since I kind of dropped you guys with a quote already, mm-hmm. we still want to end it with another quote. So uh, okay. I have a second one. Okay. You guys get a two-for-one deal. Two quotes in one episode. For free. For free. The quote is, we all die. The goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Chuck Palahniuk. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. For those of you who didn't hear me, we all die. The goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Chuck Palahniuk. How you like that one? It's crazy because I, you just said this quote. I didn't see the quote, but this is like my mindset every single day where I'm thinking, you know, like I said earlier, when you leave this earth, what are you leaving behind? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not sometimes it's not about what you did when you were alive, but it's the impact that you did when you're alive. It's kind of like the same thing. It's the impact that you did while you were alive. That's what lives forever. Yep. Because if I'm able to pass it down from generation to generation, then the original starting point was me, and now it's just living forever. Yep. You know, everyone's always going to remember your name. This person, this person that you just quoted, like, I don't know if he's alive or not still. I don't know him either. Let me look it up. But we're 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 passing down one thing that he said, and it's just like it's re- has, it's gonna be it's gonna resonate forever. Exactly. So that's the biggest thing. It's like when you leave this earth, like what are you leaving behind? You know, let your let your name speak for something. You know, I wanna I wanna leave this earth one day, and people, you know, they can remember me for w- however which way I impacted them. Hopefully for the positivity. And that's all that really matters. So, yeah, that concludes today's episode. If you haven't already, make sure you check us out on Instagram at Strong Off Life Podcast. And check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast. We're everywhere. We're global. So, yeah, that Mama concludes today. It. What you said? Mama made it. Mama made it. That concludes today's episode. It's your boy, Jasani. And it's your boy, Serge. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. We'll see you guys later. Enjoy. Stay strong forever. And ever and ever. Don't ever stop being strong. (laughs) Peace, guys.